right, this is Black Hollywood. So Back in Black. Back in Black. Black Hollywood. So Trattoria. I saw the movie. Um, it's a short film starring Josh Rashad Bruce here. It has a uh, horror, psychological, thriller type of vibe. Um, tell me, what was your favorite part about shooting this film? And what were the biggest challenges? Oh, man. Okay, so for one... The biggest, my favorite part about shooting this film was the camaraderie mm-hmm. on set. It was it was one of the best productions I've ever worked for, as far as people coming together, making a film, and the lead actress. We were also really good friends. We were like, I was, you know, man, I'm very sociable. I was really good friends with everyone and just building that camaraderie and connections at the time. Mm-hmm. This was when I was in Chicago. But the biggest challenge, most definitely, was... It was an overnight shoot. Okay. So it was from like from eleven to eleven, eleven p.m. to eleven a.m. Wow. So it was it was it was brutal, and yeah. the AD, like it, when we did a lunch break, the cool thing about this was that we actually shot it in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So the the cooks who actually worked there will prepare us lunch, mm-hmm. lunch. So that um that saved them on money. So I I don't I I will, I'm not gonna eat that late at night. You know what I mean? Right. So I would just save that lunch for when I go back to my hotel, and that, that's what I did. But I used to take naps mm-hmm. in, during the lunchtime. Like, like for that hour, I would just take a nap. And I used to dread when the AD used to walk over to me. He's like, hey, and he, 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 he'd had this sad look on his face. He's like, hey, Josh. I'm like, damn, we got to go back. He was like, yeah, we got to go back. <laughs> like, dang. Like, six yeah. more hours to go. Right. And another thing that I really liked about the project, one of my favorite moments, was working with the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminds me of a young, I don't know if you know who this is, Andy Muschietti. He directed It. He directed It too, the new mm-hmm. Flash movie. Mm-hmm. He kind of reminds me of him, just that style and everything, and just the horror genre. He also directed Mama, if you've ever seen that movie before. Yeah, where's he from? Uh, Andy Muschietti, Argentina. Okay. I believe he's from Argentina. Him and his sister, they're like a tag team in Hollywood. Okay. He's more the directing front. She's more the producing front. Okay. But they both produce projects together they have their own production company but that's who nick reminds me of okay so nick he's in la right now trying to break in breaking in making projects and everything so shout out to you nick he's a good dude i met with him for coffee like three months ago okay but looking forward to working with him again Mm -hmm. and yeah that was definitely that was a great time wow yeah Yeah. it certainly sounds like it um and so the biggest obstacle you say was just the the time of the shoot yeah um, it being late at being a night shoot, which I'm so we're all familiar with those. <laughs> and with that, you know, I saw the film. It was great. It was well done. And the biggest thing is it was completed. You get on these projects, and I have a lot of projects on that I'm credited on that are in post production. You have a lot of credits, a lot of uh, projects you're credited on that are in post production for eternity, and. Anybody who can get them from start to finish is already ahead of 98% of the competition. So, shout out to that. And you just entered in film festivals. What was next after completing that film? After completing the film, I had a great film festival run. And I think it won like three or four awards. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we were posting it on Facebook and everything, but it did really, really well. And I actually want to rewind back really quick. Let's talk about that whole being a part of projects that are in post production hell for a long time. I want to tell a quick story. 2019, I got casted in this 
really dope short film where I played a superhero, right? Mm -hmm. It was really, really great. It was awesome. Kind of like what you're going through right now with your project, mm -hmm. but mine was only shot for five, six days. Okay. And that was also a very great crew. And the crew put in a lot of work. Yeah. And I know the people who made the movie, not going to name any names, but when they made the movie, they spent a, a decent amount of money on it. Right. So, after completing filming, three months go by, nothing. Four, which is no, you know, four months go by, nothing. Nine months go by, nothing. I'm texting the director like, hey, what's going on? Why isn't this project being completed? It was a lot of things that was going on. One major issue was the final scene that we shot didn't have any sound. So he was planning on doing reshoots for that scene. And we were, when we were doing reshoots for that scene or when it was actually planned out, COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, the, it's because COVID happened and it slowed down everything completely. So then after then, while we, were, we were even going to shoot it during COVID, just practice right. safety and everything. Right. Nothing happened, dude. And then I remember I was talking to the director, I believe a year ago. He's like, yeah, man, the project's not going to happen. I'm just going to scrap it. I'm like, dude, you spent all that money. I spent all that time, you know, on this character and everything. Really excited for the project. My friends, you know, you posted this huge thing on Facebook saying, this is the cast of our new project, yada, yada, yada. And they just scrapped it completely. Yeah, I've never heard of someone scrapping it. So that um, it's interesting to actually have someone come forward and say they're scrapping it. Yeah, kind of like what Warner Brothers did with Bad Girl, if you know about that situation. Right, and I do just uh, due to the nature with uh, with uh, Michael Keaton, and that was you know um, ever since people have known that relationship, they have mentioned that story to me. Yep, mm -hmm. that's basically what happened, and it was going to be a huge part of my real man, you know. Because right. I feel like I did my best acting in that project. Obviously, this was back in 2019, so I'm a much better actor Today. now than I was back then. Right. So I probably didn't do as good as I thought I did. Yeah. But uh, it was still, it was heartbreaking because I put in all this time, I put in all this effort. I waited all this time, waited all this effort. Mm -hmm. and But then, nothing. Right. And then I did a short project for this person as well. And, you know, I was, I was like, cool, you know, I'll get footage. Never got any footage from that either. Wow, wow. Never got anything. So, you know, part of me doesn't really want to work with this person ever again because... Right. You it's, it's Here's the thing. If you don't complete the project, fine. But at least... Give the footage. Yes. Because I wasn't getting paid. Mm -hmm. I was doing this for free. Oh, wow. You know? Part of it, too. Yeah. So, I took vacation for my job. I mean... I'd rather be filming than working, but that's still vacation days that I could have used for something else. You right. know what I mean? For another project where I could have gotten footage or something. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even get footage, man. If I would have gotten footage, I would not be telling the story right now. Right. But because I didn't get footage. Of course. I um tell the story right now. Yeah. So that was very it was nice to be a part of a project like Tutoria. Even though Tutoria it was only thirteen minutes, that took like three days. Right. I was happy that the project got completed. Right. And that it was done and the director was a man of his word and he sent me the project and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was nice to work. And he's way younger than me. He's like 22, 23. Oh, really? Very, very professional. But, when, you know, this is what happens when you work with people in Chicago versus, you know, the other city that I was in. But, right. But, um, yeah, that was like, that was a very, that was very, very frustrating when I discovered that he scrapped the project totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so, and that, that happens a lot more than you think, too. 
And I'm not just ta- I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience. This happens a lot more than you think. You'll be a part of these projects where you feel like you gave your best performance, where you spent all this time developing the character and everything, right. and getting ready to perform. Mm-hmm. And when you do perform and you do do a good job, and everyone's clapping, surrounding you, saying, "Oh my God, you're doing so good." They're probably just whatever, you know. But and then after the project's over, you feel good about yourself. You can't wait to get the footage. You can't wait for the movie to come out so you can promote it. Right. But then once months go by, nothing. Now, would you feel good if they decided that they weren't scrapping it and they still wanted to bring this thing to life? And let's say six months from today, it was out there in the market and they're marketing it. Would that make you feel better about the outcome of it? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was made me wonder with people like that because when things are delayed, whether they take, you know, uh, 18 months, so it, take, it takes three years for it to come out. Would the people who were a part of creating it still be just as proud that it did hit the market? And, you know, I know I, like I had friends who were part of Top Gun and it, it filmed in 2018. And during that 2018, the 2022 window, my guys are just walking around like they're normal, nothing going on, nothing really changed for them. They got other work because the confidence they built from booking that one. Right. But they didn't get the the grand like the respect they they thought that you know for the for the dues they paid quite yet because the film was pushed back because it was it was shot in 2018 it was ready to go in 2020 the pandemic hits gets pushed back to 2021 gets pushed back to 2022 it comes out now and it's up for best picture and probably probably will win best picture to be honest it will um, yeah there's really no doubt in my mind. Um, I said it here first. So, with with that being said, of course the guy's just as proud the project came out. I, I mean, I mean, I didn't ask. I mean, I, I can, but it's it's a no brainer because, it's, like I said, it's up for best picture now. But I want to know, as far as the actors, as far as everyone else, you know, the filmmaking is quite the process, especially something that's going to be critically acclaimed. And so, um, which is no excuse to drag it out, guys. But with that being said. For the talent and for everyone a part of it, will they still be just as proud if it comes out and makes waves later than they expected? Yes, absolutely. And listen, I understand that some projects take a while. Mm. If they were still working on it hard today and they were just running into financial issues or anything, which is common, which is common, which that in that point I would have stepped in and donated some money, you know, or given some money. But it was the fact that they just completely scrapped it. Actually, they spent like my bad. They spent like ten plus grand on this project. They had me go in for photo shoots and everything, and and you know chemistry reads whatever, and they just scrapped it completely. I'm like, dude, like you just wasted all this time and resources. Yeah, just to scrap it completely. Like you just wasted ten grand plus. Um, and I was, of course, I'm more mad that I got that I didn't get my footage, but okay. But I'm just like, dude, I could never do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I could never do that. I would have to finish it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I spent all this money leading up. To, it's like going. My opinion is like going to college halfway, and you just decide to drop out. Right. If you're doing well, if you're not doing well, well, you should probably drop out. You know, right. if you're not going to graduate to like seven years, that happens by the way. You should drop out. Right. But if you're doing well in college, and you just want to drop out because you're tired of school, not because you're starting a business like Marcus Zuckerberg or something. You know, if you just want to drop out, just to, okay, I'm done. I'm just sick of school. It's like you just wasted twenty grand. Yeah, 
and you got nothing to show for it, but that's my opinion. What were you going to say? Yeah, and I, and I agree with that analogy. I had a different analogy as well. We'll, we'll write on that one. Um, you know, my, uh, my mom was really big into me going to uh, college back in Missouri, do four years of that. And that's because they didn't really know my ambition, tenacity, clarity on vision, singularity, and focus, which I didn't expect them to know that because... To be honest, as much as my family is loved, they didn't really possess that themselves. So it's hard for them to see it within somebody else. Um, we kind of speak from experience. Um, but I, I made it very clear, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm going straight to the marketplace. And the reason why is because I don't have to do anything. You're not going to catch me dancing around for 18 months in school, dancing around for two years in school, or even doing three years and not completing. And I'm definitely not going to lose four. So... That clarity and that boldness to say, I'm not doing that, can make all the difference in anybody's lives. Um, and, and, and on the contrary, <clears throat> the wishy-washiness of standing between two different decisions and not making one, that can also have a profound effect on your life. So congrats on completing school. Um, congrats, don't, don't, don't say congrats to me, but guys, <laughs> just make sure you know what you want in this life. You're like an alchemist. You can shape this into whatever you want it to be. Right. But you have to have that clarity because that's the only way you can, you can bend this world into what you need it to be for you. And for me, I said, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know exactly how big I want to be. I know exactly, um, you know, it's not even about being big. Let me, stop, let me stop with that. It's about, I know exactly what service I want to give. I know exactly what people I want to affect. And it's all service oriented. If there's no service involved, then none of this means anything to me. Um, right. You know, I, I want to make this, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a bathroom at like, a, like an airport, you know, leave it nicer than when you found it. I'm trying to leave this world a little bit better than when I, when I, when I found it, a little bit better than when I got here in some way, shape or form, whether it's on a small scale, whether I inspired somebody to do so. I heard a man say, if what I did inspired you to, to, build a, to build a table, then that's my table too, right? So, um, but with all of that, it all, the, the foundation of all that is just clarity. Um, clarity with yourself on what you want to do from beginning, middle, and end. Now let's talk about the other aspect of uh, the, the filmmaking process. When you, when... The clarity is important, but, you know, holding on to your projects and waiting for them to be perfect, you know, uh, done is perfect if perfect isn't done. So keep that in mind for uh, those uh, self-proclaimed perfectionists. Done is perfect if perfect isn't done. Well, completing something's a lot like, uh, and it's like investing money versus splurging it on, uh, on a shopping spree or on liabilities or buying handbags and Gucci purses and wallets. That's a difference between putting a project out and not putting it out um, and not completing it. When you put a project out in the world, it's like investing it. It's going to start compounding on itself. We all, a lot of us saw the movie, which it made uh, time goes by fast. So you, hopefully you guys remember. We also saw the movie Parasite, right? It was shot in South Korea and people started praising this director as they should. It was a great film. But people didn't realize that was his 11th feature film. 
Yeah, he's made great films before that one. He's made great films before that one. But the other ones are out there compounding. The other ones are out there not only compounding out there in the marketplace, but also compounding in his mind. He's able to compartmentalize what matters in a film and what doesn't. And so when you don't go through every step of the process, you're, you're not training yourself with every step of the process. And you play how you train. Mm-hmm. And so now you go to the next film. I'm like, okay, I'm going to complete that one. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to complete it. Well, you haven't built that muscle to complete. So make sure you start where you're at, complete that, get it out to the marketplace, and um, and you know that's how you get your respect amongst many and really amongst yourself. So surround yourself with professionals. To piggy off Chad's point, if you make it a movie with your friends, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But make sure that they have the same drive, if not a greater drive than you do, to finish the project, mm-hmm. because working with professionals separates. For one, it'll make your film better, and for two, the project will actually get done. Because, like you said, it's very, very hard to finish a feature film. Right. It's very hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you work with professionals, you have you have a better chance of getting it finished, and the project will be in a higher quality as well. But that's that's my opinion. And I, in this project that I was working in before, I was working with people who you know the typical you know what city I'm talking about don't want to say the city but in that city you have a bunch of people who at least they are professionals but it's not in a very professional market I see you know what I mean it's not like LA it's not like Atlanta it's not like New York it's very very different right so people unless you're paying them money a lot of people they're less likely to finish projects because they just they just don't you know, yeah. it feels like they're more. If there is something in between a hobbyist and a professional, they all fall somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Not all of them. Some of them are above professional. Right. Some of them are above professional, but a lot of them are below professional. But they're above hobbyists. And I was working with people who are above hobbyists, but if they were to lean more towards being a hobbyist or being a professional, they would probably lean more towards being a hobbyist. As far as the people who were controlling the project, right. if that made the people who were behind the camera and the crew, they were they were professionals. Okay, but the people who were funding the project, directed the project, co-executive produced the project, whatever, they were more on the hobbyists. I see. So I see. work with people on all fronts who are professional, who are uh, who are on the professional scale, right? And you will have a higher chance of getting your project done. Is what I'm saying right. on the independent front. And for those of you who do have something on your drive right now, it's not complete. No need to beat yourself up. Let me say on a grander scale, um, you know, being out here in the Los Angeles market, working in professional projects, projects that are three million and above, projects that are five million and above, projects that are ten million and above. I can tell you, it's more common than you think. The fact that any movie gets made, they say it's a miracle. You guys see the list of credits. You guys saw how long it took uh, James Cameron's Avatar to come out. That was like 11 years, 10 years, if not more. Um, so what I want to say about how common this is, SAG has a deposit you have to make with SAG on making a film um, above $10 million, or even above $5 million. And the deposit you make with SAG is a million dollars. SAG is to hold on to a million dollars uh, no matter what because uh, when, you, when you first go out to shoot, because they want to make sure their actors are paid just in case this production will get made. Because they know out of you know five films, three for three of them don't get made and right. only two come out. And so they prepare, they even have a name for it, can't recall it right now, but they even have a system 
to um, to ensure that their guys are covered, their actors are covered um, in case or when this doesn't get made. So don't beat yourself up over it. Um, look at the piece on the table and reevaluate, but still get it done. Get across the finish line, even if it's just one step a day. Yes, sir. All right, it's Black Hollywood.